0: The Gospel reading that we heard is part of the so-called farewell address of the Lord to the disciples. It is part of the high priestly prayer of Jesus. Since the 16th century, this beautiful prayer has been called the high priestly prayer of the Lord. In this prayer, Jesus speaks directly to the Father. For Jesus, life has an end. For Jesus, life has a climax. And the climax of life is the cross. To Jesus, the cross is the glory of life. To Jesus, the cross is the way to the glory of eternity. What did Jesus mean when He repeatedly speaks of the cross as His glory and glorification? My dear brothers and sisters, allow me to briefly explain to you Jesus' theology of the cross. What does the cross mean? What does the cross imply? It was in death that the great people found their glory. It was when they died, it was how they died, that showed people what and who they really are. There may have been instances when these people were misunderstood, when these people were undervalued, when they were condemned. But their deaths showed their true place, in the scheme of things. A martyr's majesty appears in death. And it was so for Jesus. For even the centurion at the foot of the cross was left saying, This was the Son of God truly. In other words, the cross is the glory of Jesus because the cross has a magnet that draws people to Him in a way that even His life had never done, and it is so yet, it is so until today. The cross is the glory of Jesus. It is the completion of His work. But how did the cross glorify God? The only way to glorify God is to obey Him. Jesus brought honor and glory to God by His perfect obedience to Him, He could have escaped the cross, But He did not. And humanly speaking, He could have turned back And need need never have gone to Jerusalem. But there is still more. Our Lord prayed to God to glorify Him And to glorify Himself. Because for Jesus, The cross is not the end. There is... A resurrection to follow. The cross was the worst that men could do to Jesus, but not all their worst could conquer Jesus. The glory of the resurrection obliterated the shame of the cross. Another point of interest in our gospel for today is something that's we always hear in our Christian faith because the gospel today has a passage that contains the New Testament definition of eternal life. What is eternal life? What does eternal life consist of? Eternal life is synonymous with everlasting life. In the Bible, there is also a passage that says, in God, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. But my dear brothers and sisters, eternal life, the word eternal in eternal life has nothing to do with the duration of life. The word eternal in eternal life has nothing to do with the length of life. Its meaning is not the quantity of life. The meaning of eternal life is about the quality of life. It is life that is nothing other than the life of God. It is life that is nothing except to be with God. And to possess eternal life is to experience even here and now something of the splendor of God, something of the majesty, the joy and the peace of God, and the holiness that are characteristics of the life of God. This is the meaning of eternal life. Another point of interest in the gospel today is that it tells us of the things for which Jesus prayed for the disciples. The first essential is to note that Jesus did not pray that the disciples be taken out of this world. He did not pray that the disciples will find escape from the problems and the difficulties in the world. But He prayed that the disciples might emerge victorious in the midst of trials and difficulties and he insisted that it be in the rough and tumble of life that a person must live out his christianity my dear friends christianity does not offer us release from our problems but it shows us a way to solve our problems christianity does not offer us an easy peace, but a triumphant warfare. It does not offer us a life in which troubles are escaped or troubles are evaded, but a life in which troubles are faced and troubles are conquered. The Christian is not of this world, but he is in this world. He was never desired, to abandon the world, but to win the world. And finally, our Lord also prayed for the unity of the disciples. I pray that they may be one, just as you, Father, and I are one. My dear brothers and sisters, the cause of Christianity is harmed and the prayer of Jesus is prostrated whenever there is division, life is not for the lazy bones. It is never meant to be easy. But Christian life will always involve a continuous warfare between the forces of good and evil, between the forces of light and darkness. But our Lord assures us that God will not leave us orphans later on god will fulfill his promise by sending to us the gift of the holy spirit to fulfill the promise of the lord to the disciples i will be with you until the end of time amen